Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, I'm not hiding him from the world, I'm hiding him from the world. Right, hiding the world from him. Uh, I ah. messed it up. You know what, you clearly aren't a deadbeat dad, that is a deadbeat <laughs> deadline of the year right there. It's Arturo Zarita. How you guys doing? Um, yeah, that Drake album to me is complete and utter dookie. Thankfully, this isn't a music show or else we would have uh, spent probably an hour on side A, another hour on side B. But no, we're, we're, I'm glad to be back talking about uh, all stuff dealing with movies. But we have a special guest today as well, all the way from a galaxy far, far away known as Canada. Canada. <laughs> we got Amanda the Jedi. Say hi, Amanda. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on our <laughs> yeah, show. Uh, we're going to get into a bunch of the entertainment stuff as well uh, later, talking about our best of 2018 so far, things that have stuck out to us and we haven't been able to forget about. And we'll talk about some of the Star Wars spin-off news. But first, we start the way we start every week here on The Intercut with what we've been watching. Art, you want to get us started? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, let's see, what came out this past week? Um, I'll start with the harder one, and then I'll go with the lighter one. Uh, so I haven't seen Glow yet. I'm hoping you have. Nah, I, I've oh, been away, it. as you know, but I'm going to start it today. We'll talk okay. about it next week, I'm sure. Yeah, because uh, we both loved Glow Season 1, uh, so I haven't seen that one just yet. seen a bunch of little smaller movies, but I would say the two big movies, uh, Sicario. I saw Sicario back Soldado. in... Soldado! Solda sorry, Soldado, sorry. Day of the Soldado. Sicario, Wreck-It, Ralph breaks the... Yeah, so I saw that one, and but I saw it way back in February. So when I saw it back in February, I was like, all right, this is just a sequel to Sicario. And uh, so some stuff happened in Texas recently. <laughs> so, so now people are seeing this movie a little bit differently. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a decent sequel. I wasn't mm -hmm. thinking of it. I don't. It's nowhere near the first, but I was like, it's a fun sequel for what it is. And I, and I had told Zach specifically. I don't know if you have seen it, Amanda. Uh, no, I was away this weekend, so I haven't had a chance. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen the first one? I have. Yeah, great movie. Okay. Fantastic. So, so the sequel. When I first saw it, I came out of it. And I was like, that is very interesting, and it explains why they called it Soldado, and then they called it Sicario Soldado. Oh, okay. Because it's not a sequel. Uh, so pretty much, your boy Taylor Sheridan had like a, he's got like five scripts, right? You know how like we always have like different thumbnails, but we don't know which to upload. Absolutely. Well, your boy decided to upload both. So pretty much after they made the first, he's like, all right, I got these same characters, but it's technically like an alternate timeline. He's like in, in script B. So if in script one, which became an Oscar-nominated movie, uh, he kills the guy. Well, let's just do, do a second script. He's still going after the guy, but in a different version. And he's a little bit more, uh, he's not as brutal as he is in the first one. Okay. But Josh Brolin is. So I, I had made a video, you know, like telling people, I was like, so this is here it is. And here's a quote. And, you know, some people can't read. So I showed a little bit of a video where the director says, uh, they are not the sequels. They, uh, he's Italian. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my Italian, which is really just almost all my... Yeah, the, the director not being Denis Villeneuve, the director not being of the first Denis, one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the guy who's going to be directing the Call of Duty movie. I cannot wait, because if this is his... Um, how, how would you say it? Audition? When, if, yeah, like when uh, your boy did uh, the Kill the Messenger, and that was his audition for yes. Black Panther. Right. That's, that's this right here all for right. his directing thing. Fantastic. Uh, because it's definitely a tense action movie that has a little bit of story in there. But he specifically says, and I had that clip in my little video where he says, uh, it's an anthology. It's an anthological series. Okay. And people go, no, it's connected. And they, and I got all these. There's a difference when you get people who swear they need to be connected. I'm like, but I just showed you the Yeah, you're misunderstanding. No, that's not what anthology means. I had to search up because people needed the words alternate timeline. 
Explain or else that. they weren't. They were like, no, this is just connected to that. Back when uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, I'll use this as, yeah, an, ex- say as an example. Yeah. Because some people haven't. Uh, I, more people have seen that than Sicario. Absolutely. In Ten Cloverfield Lane, people still swore it had to be connected to the first. People still. And do. like, people still. <laughs> yes, people still do. Yeah. And it's a funny thing because audience expectations and theories take over and it's this weird thing where they're like it has mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. and i'm like oh but it's like it's literally been no i'm like right oh you delusion <laughs> it's, like, it's like yeah. that thing with the james bond theory how oh they're all the same bond double right just a yeah. code name and people I'm, have said that's not true but it's more fun to believe the lie <laughs> right and i'm it's all true. for it. i'll believe the lie with you yeah but when you start insulting other people because they're like no you just don't understand i'm like <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, man. Yeah. They were swearing there's connections between them. I'm like, that don't even make any sense. All of a sudden, the mob boss from the first was just a henchman. I'm like, <laughs> all of a sudden, That's he how took the a mob vacation. works. That's how <laughs> right. the mob works. I was like, yeah, y'all really know how the mob works. Yeah. Okay, but I, I thought it was an interesting movie. Uh, obviously, a little bit of debates going out there, but with the representation and stuff like that, um, I'm one who I'm like, you know what? I... There are Mexican Sicarios. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie about that. I think the thing should be is uh, y'all complain about representation. Like the only Mexican in the MCU is Michael Pena as a thief. <laughs> I love him though. He's great. I love him. He's great. But uh, I mean, y'all want to talk about representation? Let me talk about that super. Those superheroes over there. We get, but... we get the collector too. You know that exactly. scumbag. You know the Sicario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, see, I, I'm one who that is still a side of Mexico. That is still a side of Mexico, you know what I mean? And I don't think that if someone's watching Sicario and they think all Mexicans like that, which I, which I some people do, sure. then that, that's on them and, and it's bad. But I don't think that movies like Sicario shouldn't be made. I feel like they should be made along with many other ones out there with better representation. I totally agree. I think that's the big thing is that you can have both. I feel like some exactly. people think you can't to have that mm-hmm. representation, but I feel like that's cheating a good story from being made. If you're just saying that you can't exactly. put the characters in- Exactly, good. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you if you can't put characters in roles, is that not also cheating them out? Yeah, and this comes from a Mexican, so this is the one time that I get to say <laughs> right. it. I guess when my opinion doesn't matter, then it's invalid. Then I'm not Mexican, yeah. as others yeah. would say. No, it's exactly. this interesting thing where I think artists, a lot of the time, not all of the time, yeah. want to be able to create kind of in a vacuum. They want to just be able to say what they can say and tell a story. And mm. and then you don't put things out into the world in a vacuum. Uh, we talked about previously how, you know, The Handmaid's Tale was this thing that was developed uh, before, before the election. Before, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it comes out post-election and everybody sees it as this indictment of Trump's America or whatever. And it's, it's just interesting to see the relation between a piece of art and the context that that art gets put out. Like you said, you saw it in February, February. and it's completely a, different completely <laughs> than what different it is right to watch now. it now. And I get um, that. I understand that. I definitely understand that. I'm not but oblivious to you that, still but. seem to say that it's worth seeing if you are a fan of the movie. If you're a fan Bro, of the first one? Yeah, uh... Not fully. If you're a fan of the first one, I still think you can definitely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But if the first one was like an Oscar caliber thing, this is like the, yo, we're about to order pizzas and it's on Redbox <laughs> and I got the code, let's watch it. It's a thriller. It's a right. thriller. Cool. Cool. Amanda, anything new? Um, for me, I, I was visiting my parents this weekend and I wanted to take them to the movies. So I wanted to keep it kind of light for them. So I ended up seeing Ocean's 8 because I was out of town when it oh. came out. And uh, it, it was pretty good. I feel like it suffers from a lot of pacing issues. Like especially, so do the others. Yeah. yeah, so do the others. But something about this one, I don't, and I think for whatever reason, where I was watching it, they were playing it really quiet. 
So half the time I was just like, if there was just any conversation happening, I was like painfully aware of how quiet it was. Well, it was a heist. They have to be. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just like the regular conversations in between. Like, I feel like they're like, okay, there's only like 13 people watching this right now. Let's like, we'll keep it a little bit quieter than we normally do. I have no idea. Um, Like, it's not like, it's like one of these things. If anybody had been a dick, it would have been like painfully obvious if they weren't being quiet. So other than that, though, like. My mom enjoyed it. She she had a, mm-hmm. she loves Sandra Bullock, so she was like, "Thank you so much." Right? Yeah, I love you Sandra know? Bullock as well. It was, yeah. it was a fun movie. It's it was a fun, fun movie. Yeah, I really I enjoyed it. Honestly, I think that there was probably characters that could have had more time to shine, but it's hard when there's that many characters to try yeah. to bring to light in one movie without any kind of like pre-existing buildup. But are you looking forward to the next ones? Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see where they'll, where they'll go. Uh, I thought it was really interesting that uh, Clooney is just kind of like an off-screen like. Just yeah, okay. He's dead. Yeah, just the, the spirit of Clooney's <laughs> yeah, exactly. there, but he doesn't like, appear. This like perfect um, like paparazzi headshot is what she has yes. on her nightstand. Yes, I like, you noticed that. I did. I was like, who has that kind of picture of their family member in their room? Zach, Zach have yeah. you, you haven't seen this movie? I have still you? haven't seen it okay. yet. I've heard that there's really some uh, interesting things in the way that they sort of like comment on celebrity and Anne Hathaway yes. is sort of doing like a commentary on actresses because mm-hmm. she's sort of. Uh, yeah. Someone who's really vilified for embodying what we we think of as like a theater kid. So yes, I'm excited exactly. to see. I'm excited to see the ways they sort of like play with reality. Ocean uh-huh. series has always been really good with that. Uh, I think Agreed. about Ocean's Twelve. Twelve. How, uh, yes. Te- Julia Roberts played, played Tess Julia playing Ro- yeah. Julia Roberts. Uh, and also, I forgot about this detail. I was listening to a podcast. So she runs into Bruce Willis, who was one of the people who was originally considered for the role of Danny Ocean, making it even more meta. I I, I love the meta aspects of the Ocean series, so I'm curious to check out Eight Mm -hmm. and uh, see what it's it's like. It's dawning on me right now that it technically should be another trilogy, because if it's Ocean's 11, 12, and 13, and this one's 8. 9, 10. 9, 10? Yeah. Oh, they're building for it, for sure. <laughs> Just they're building for it. Some and then Star Ryan Johnson Wars comes in. Numer- yeah. Ryan, Johnson, Ryan no. Johnson comes in and makes 14, 15, and 17. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, then they Johnson. put the spinoffs on hold. A, yeah. An ocean story. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got two quick uh, what I've been watching. Sure. Uh, I got to catch up with a movie that I know you saw at Sundance, American Animals. It's you that think? combination of documentary and narrative telling the story of this heist kind of gone wrong. I think it's a really interestingly put together movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just talking about the way that it combines the documentary aspects with the narrative aspects, you have the real That's life really cool. figures uh, that they're basing this movie on showing up throughout the film and kind of doing some narration. There's a little bit of like exchange between the real life Evan Peters and the character Evan Peters. Yeah. Uh, I think as a way of blending documentary and fiction, it's one of the most successful attempts at that that I've seen. Sure. Uh, I think it's it does a really great job of balancing both, letting you kind of engage in the narrative and enjoy the sort of uh, heist movie aspect of it, but then bringing you back to reality. And uh, without giving away too much, I thought that it was really, really a brilliant move on their part by saving a certain real-life person until nearly the end of the movie you wait to hear a certain voice and it kind of brings you back to reality it's like no this isn't necessarily all fun it's heists have real life consequences Uh, and i thought that was just kind of an interesting contrast to the ocean series being back (laughs) in theaters where we're all rooting for the criminals Uh, this is a movie where you're really reminded that there are impacts to actions like that 
cool. specifically a scene that happens in again I haven't seen it since Sundance uh, but I did enjoy the way it was told I'm a big fan of the imposter uh, documentaries can be good y'all need to catch the imposter that's a dope documentary but the way that he was able to make this being half documentary half uh, narrative with a fantastic cast which was one of yep. the main reasons I wanted to watch it uh, yeah, there's that, there's that, it kind of teethers it where it's sort of like, why'd you make a movie on these guys? Yeah. These are scumbags. They're not really that, sp- isn't by making a movie on these guys, you're kind of glorified. And that's been a, a lot of the discussions that I've heard. I personally, my biggest problem with the narrative was that it goes from being like funny to super serious like that. Yeah. I felt like the whole movie, they're telling you like, come take a ride with the boys. Yeah. Right, how, right. How, how, how dare you get in the car? I'm like, what? <laughs> you invited me. <laughs> So yeah, no, I I'm, I do think there is. It's not necessarily a perfect movie or anything like that. I just think it's very interestingly put together. Uh, particularly if you are fascinated by this idea of the line between narrative and fiction. Yeah, it's, it's cool. definitely worth checking out. Uh, and then a super quick recommendation: Have you seen or heard Tierra Wax Wack World album? What? How would I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was waiting for you to bring it up, Zach. That's why I didn't. Yeah. Tierra Wack is a Philly-based rapper who oh, okay. put out a 15-song, 15-minute visual album, and it is mind-blowing stuff. Each mi- each song is about a minute long. It feels like a complete thought, even though it goes by like that. You're gonna want to hear longer versions of Fruit Salad and Pretty Ugly and Pet Cemetery, and the visuals are just crazy cool-looking. Uh, it's got a lot of makeup and, and, and changing of her hairstyles and going into these different rooms. It, it's a really cool video. So it's only going to take you 15 minutes to watch mm-hmm. this whole thing. It'll be over before you know it. You might not look like every single song on the album, but that's the kind of cool thing about it. Them only being one minute long, you're on to the next one. I, cool. I highly, highly recommend it. It's one of the most creative music projects that I've seen this year. Uh, it probably would be on my best of 2018 list. But we'll get into that later. It's time for some yay or nay. Uh, We're going to head to the latest happenings in the entertainment industry, starting with reports are that after the financial disappointment of Solo, A Star Wars Story, Lucasfilm and Disney are pumping the brakes on future spinoffs of Star Wars stories. (laughs) This doesn't apply to the upcoming trilogies being helmed by Ryan Johnson or (laughs) Benioff and Weiss. However, it might mean the uh, James Mangold Boba Fett project and others like it will take a little bit longer to see the light of day. Art, let me start with you. Yay or nay, delaying the future Star Wars spinoffs is a good move by Disney. Uh, I'm more of a novice in the situation. I'm way more curious to hear what Amanda has to say. <laughs> Please. I mean, she goes by Amanda the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for me, yeah. I'm just, uh, sure. I, I, I don't think they should cancel them. I've never been one about canceling them. I've just been one about not them rushing them out. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. So. Um, I'm kind of in this conflicted middle zone <laughs> because I think that Disney shot itself in the foot with Solo for the most part. Um, Uh I know a lot of people said it was kind of just an uninspired story, really basic, but I think that's kind of the beauty of Star Wars. It doesn't necessarily have to be anything special. It doesn't have to be anything over the top. I had fun watching it, and I think that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, if you have fun watching a movie and you enjoyed the experience, I think that's a good thing. But why would they release it less than six months after The Last Jedi pissed off like 50% of audiences? You know, not being, on May the fourth. First of yeah, all, yeah, of course, also, yeah. Which, Seriously, that was the other thing. Like, if you wanted, to, yeah, the tickets went on sale on May the fourth. They were thinking that far ahead, you know. And then, like, less than a month after Infinity War, which like is the biggest movie of the year, like, yeah, you know, financially. And then a week after Deadpool two, like, right. 
just so that they could maybe say we they had the biggest memorial day opening weekend i think that's what they were going for but like i don't know why they didn't just stick with the christmas release there's like yes that's all you needed and then it probably wouldn't have gotten as much hate more people would have been financially able or willing to see it Mm -hmm. and i think that's That's the great point yeah i think that's the thing because um rogue one did really well people people genuinely enjoyed it i think uh we got an awesome vader scene in it um and i was really excited to see where they were going to go with like uh like ewan mcgregor as obi-wan i really want to i wanted to see that and now Mm -hmm. i feel like all this is getting put on hold and uh we all know how the star wars fans can be on the internet they could literally beat any future projects into submission and dolls yeah exactly (laughs) um so like obviously i understand it's it's weird to me that i feel rogue one and solo were like you know pretty decent movies and sometimes had some moments that really like shined and whereas last jedi had some good moments then a lot of like rough moments but it's like the star wars stories that are being punished as a result i get it Solo's the one that bombed but yeah, yeah, they should have kept I, it for the Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they just kept it for Christmas, it they probably would have. They Tiana tailored it, man. Every album was seven, and then Tiana's eight. What is this? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's really the best point. Is that there's just this influx of Star Wars movies and, yeah. and entertainment in general. You know, we went from having not really much Star Wars at all in our lives yes. to having too much, if exactly. anything. Uh, you know, we've we've talked previously on Intercut about some of our issues with Solo. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any of the issues with Solo are what kept it from being a financial success. No. I think it's just that, you know, maybe there's not enough there and there's not enough time there. Like you said, coming out right after Infinity War and Deadpool. Like, it's just stupid. Uh, yeah, I, I'm someone who doesn't necessarily go to the movies uh, all the time for the big blockbusters. And even I felt like obligated to be there three weeks in a row, which is yeah. uh, a little bit much for me. So yeah. I'm sure there's other people who, who just didn't yeah. feel like it was worth it. I or was they'll catch up with it, it on yeah. Netflix or something. Because yeah. now we have this pretty quick rollout onto video on demand. I, I know that I didn't necessarily feel Damn, like I had to see, <laughs> see uh, Last Jedi uh, <laughs> in theaters because I knew it would be on VOD. That's fair. Um, for me, it's even like you talk about being daunting going to the movie theaters like week after week. I remember that was like a particularly rough little period of time because um, the movie theater here sucks so much. <laughs> you, she really hates her and, movie theater. Well, you, yeah. There's no reserved seating. It's like, okay, imagine like oh, the movie wow. theater you went to when you were like... 1966. Yeah, like yeah. it's like yeah. a room maybe the size of the one I'm in right now and there's like seats in it. That's what we got. So it's like I can either drive like an hour and a half to two hours to my parents' hometown and reserve uh-huh. a seat months in advance so I can roll up right when it's about to start. Or I can wait Worth like it. six hours in line to fight the locals. In line? Yeah. What? Seriously. Savages. I'm sorry, but does your projectionist also do this one? I don't know, but roll? yeah, people, like literally, like people, I, I think I saw, like I'd seen uh, Civil War in my hometown and then I had friends who wanted to see it again that weekend. And we just kind of rolled up casually and there was like it was like three days into the showing and there was already a lineup of like 20 something people like two hours before the movie time was supposed to start like that's wild so what theater chain is it it's called called cineplex in canada this one's due for an upgrade it's just that it's the only one in town i don't think they want to shut it down long enough to upgrade So consider just... this intercuts plea to yes. upgrade the Cineplex <laughs> Honestly, in New yeah. Brunswick, Canada. Yeah, please, please, because like the one I go to is really nice, but it was just like it was like Infinity War. Then there was like a one week break. Then it was Deadpool. Then the week after that was Solo. So it was just yeah. a lot of just driving for one day and then coming back immediately. So 
yeah it was it was stressful so that's what i mean like that's a even without that just a trip to the movies like i think the average person might see five movies a year so if you're already taking care if you're already taking care of two of those back to back with infinity war and deadpool 2 like maybe you skip solo because you hated last jedi yeah great point yeah. I think to young people like us, we also think of it often in the sense like, well, I can buy a $12 ticket, $15 ticket if I really want to. That's not most people's experience of the movies. Most people it, are families. like, I'm buying families. four or five tickets, snacks. That's, that's a couple hundred dollars maybe yeah. for parking and everything. So, so it's like yeah. little Timmy's got to decide between the Avengers and Han Solo. Like, exactly. What you, what's little Timmy picking? Are we going to eat for the week or are we not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for exactly. For some families, it's like a trip for di- to Disney almost. So. Pretty much. Yeah, you know, I, we see it differently because like, obviously I watch like a bunch of movies a week mm-hmm. but i also realized that my job is to watch those movies because not everybody can or will go see them and yeah. you're right there are those points where you get like uh you just wonder if they're coming from the same company you know what i mean like Seriously. i get that because that's fox but if they're coming from the same I company how do you guys not it. think because like people never <sighs> say well some people do if you're james cameron you talk about superhero fatigue but like people yeah. never really complained about the amount of marvel movies coming out because they've managed to establish themselves on different characters in their own separate universes with their own feel and tone. So and, an, and enough time that you get a paycheck for yeah, the next one. Well, seriously, like you can have like a three month gap between a movie. I think I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is gonna be the first one that really struggles because it's coming out immediately after. Ooh, so I think, think so. that. That's right. Oh, that's this week, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. this week. I think it's gonna struggle even though there's been a buffer period. I still think it's gonna yeah. struggle. But for the most part, Marvel's done a great job making you honestly believe that these are separate universe, not separate universe, but separate characters that just sometimes come together. So it never feels yeah. like it's too much. Whereas Star Wars is really struggling with expanding that universe. It cannot let go of the original three. That's why no, he's going yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, no matter how much it even tries. It's literally, it's physically killing off characters and it that still can't let yeah. it go. So it's that really is. struggling with that expansion is my, is yeah, I think that's an yeah, issue. That's a whole philosophical debate right there. It is, <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah, why that I think the true. end of The Last Jedi has that little kid with the broom and then he flips it up so it looks like a lightsaber. So they're like, there's going to be years of Star Wars and you can't escape we it. We ain't just, going. We just no. don't know how to get there yet, <laughs> but we're getting <laughs> there. Us, we yeah, prob- us, yeah. And that's, if anything, points to Kevin Feige because he's figured out how to steer the Marvel ship in a way no, where they can no keep putting out the yeah. expanding and stuff. We'll, we'll see mm-hmm. what the future holds for uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars. We'll uh, but we're see. moving on to another story. Rolling Stone recently published a lengthy profile of Johnny Depp detailing his life of excess spending and excess drinking. But among the ma- many scathing details revealed in Steven Rogers' piece was that Johnny Depp somewhat confirmed an 18-month rumor that the actor has his lines fed to him through an earpiece while filming. Depp explained, quote, it, cl- exp- it creates a truth. <laughs> Some of my biggest heroes were in silent film. He lights a cigarette. It has to be behind the eyes. And my feeling is that if there's no truth behind the eyes, doesn't matter what the fucking words are. I will agree with that to an extent. (laughs) Amanda, yay or nay, this method of acting. (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm guessing you've both seen The Prestige. Yes. You know the guy who's supposed to be um, Hugh Jackman's character and he's the, the drunk? Right. Yeah. That's just kind of what I imagine Johnny Depp <laughs> is really now, and they're just doing the best they can to keep him going. And I'm deeply upset that he's in the uh, expanded Harry Potter universe now. Uh, um, oh, you don't like that? You're not a fan of that? No, not a fan. I want him far away. Like, I don't even hate Johnny Depp necessarily. Like, the more right. I find out about them, the more I'm like, 
This is getting you, a bit too much because, like, you just, yeah, you just get that Drake. I'm upset. Yeah, he, he <laughs> crescendoed at a point, and then ever since then, it's just been this like slow trickle down yeah. into like sad mediocrity, and then like this is where yeah. it's like, okay, a few too many Jack Sparrow performances. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost bit. like the the Tommy the Tommy Wiseau in uh, in the Disaster Artist. Yeah. It's like, what's the line? What's the line? Yeah. He's like, I'm yeah. just bypassing that. So they That's don't have, weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't see it as the worst thing no, in the world. I don't agree. Because, yeah. you know, it is in the eyes. But mm-hmm. I figured, uh, what's his name? Brando. Remember when Brando, at a certain point, when he did Superman, he had the script right there. He didn't even care. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that was I mean, Brando. You can see his eyes looking for the cue cards. <laughs> and some yes, of my man was reading like a teleprompter. Yeah. I guess I'll give John- believable. Yeah. I'll give Johnny Depp this. Uh, I think certain people have an um, inherent charisma on screen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that charisma is enough to carry you through. Yeah. That being said, if we just look at Johnny Depp's career in the last like five to 10 years, I'm not so sure this is working for him, right? Like he's, he was one of our best actors yeah. for a while. I don't think that you can say that anymore. And if this is a recent practice, I, there might be some correlation. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad, but I mean, I don't know. I'm surprised he, he got away with the earpiece. I mean, maybe that's why he's that's why he's always wearing makeup. Yes. Yeah. He needs something to cover that earpiece up. 100%. So. I'm just kind of hoping for maybe a uh, Birdman-esque uh, Johnny Depp piece in like 10, 15 years' time, you know? Yeah, like, never he needs his redemption. Yeah, the, I'd the, like that. The renaissance. That. Yeah. The Depp Yeah, The Renaissance. something. Jonassance. The Jonassance. Okay, yeah, that's a lot better than Depp-Renaissance. Okay. Uh, so, MoviePass has unveiled some recent changes Let's go. to its plan. After AMC Theaters unveiled a $20 per month, three movies per week subscription service, yes, MoviePass yeah. countered by revealing that there will be certain express charges? What did they call them? Uh, like, spike charges for Bro, let me know when we're starting on this premium thing. movies. Where Guess we'll have to pay an additional, I think it's like two to six bucks, depending on the movie, for rush prices. And there's also going to be a new option where you can buy a second ticket for a friend, which will make it easier if you're trying to reserve seats together. Art, I know you're passionate about this. Uh, Yay or nay, AMC has MoviePass scared? I feel like the reporter who's been on the scene for like six years, you know what I mean? I've just been reporting on this thing, coming back to me. I've had MoviePass, I've had MoviePass since uh, roughly right after they had switched from the food stamps type things that movie pass used to be the service where they would send you what looked like damn food food stamps (laughs) and they were like coupons that you would cut out and you would go to your theater to exchange and then they 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 smartened up and they changed into the card and i remember it used to be uh discover then they switched to mastercard i've been on movie pass for the longest time movie pass you know i'm not one of those people who complains when they add uh, when they implement things because back when it was 35 dollars for the month and it was still unlimited that was more than worth it. And then, you know, being with MoviePass, you see a bunch of things where they just test things out, and it's sort of like, yeah, MoviePass, you know, you, you have the ability to change your terms and services whenever you want, mm-hmm. but we also are limited to when we can leave sometimes. <laughs> you know, they've, they've made it to the point where uh, when, once they brought it back, it was even more ridiculous. It's like, MoviePass, you can't sustain yourself at 35 That's why they started charging people $99 a month, and then they're like, all right, we know how to fix this. Mm. Nine bucks a month. Movie pass, how? <laughs> and I find it very interesting because remember their whole big thing was, well, we're collecting data and that's right. going to pay for a lot of things with this company. 
the Facebook stuff happens and every you know it became a meme. Everyone was upgrading their their terms of service. Your little sister would appear and be like, "I have upgraded my terms and service." <laughs> MoviePass never really upgraded their stuff, and and like they were a big reason for that. Now, what are they collecting? I still remember them saying, we're not going to tell you till like later in September. This September, October is when they said they would tell you what they were collecting. I don't know what it is, but I, like most people said, who cares? $9? <laughs> what are you collecting? My movie habits, my whatever. My movie habits aren't going to make any sense because no. I'm watching anything now. There's no habit that's really being created. Um, so at $9, it just, it didn't make sense. And we all knew, as, I, as I've seen, Napster was the first. This has been, I think, the most concrete way to say it. MoviePass doesn't realize that they're Napster. Napster lay, paid the, paved the way. MoviePass doesn't get that they're not going to be Spotify or Apple Music. They don't get that. And sadly, they're going to sacrifice themselves and not realize that eventually every theater, it's going to be like Hulu, Netflix, and all of these, HBO, Showtime. That's going to be movie theater subscriptions. And I can tell you this for a fact right now. You can come back to this episode what is Netflix and Hulu doing now? Sure, they have other people's movies. Mm -hmm. But what do they push the most now? Their that own. Netflix original, original. movie mm -hmm. that you can only get there. Mm -hmm. Why would a movie theater care about somebody else's subscription service when they can get their own? Right. Exactly. Because if we're talking, if we're talking BoJack uh, uh, adult Vincement here, if we're talking <laughs> business, MoviePass has to pay for those seats because it's not their theaters. Yeah. So they are taken out. I don't know, for those of you who watch Silicon Valley, there was a specific, a perfect example about this guy who had a slice line. He would take other people's pizzas and then sell it for $9, not realizing he was paying $10 for the pizza right? and not making a good profit with it. MoviePass has to pay for all these seats. They're AMC's seats. You get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So when it's AMC's thing, it's just like an employee discount. Yep. Exactly. MoviePass ain't the employee. They literally have to pay the $12 or whatever it is. So once AMC has their thing, which we'll get into after, you know, I'm just giving my, this is my intro right here. Yeah. Um, MoviePass is going to have their own. Regal Cinemas is going to have their own. Uh, Cinemark, Marcus Theaters uh, already, they've all played with little like passes things, but they're all going to have their monthly pass. Some are going to be better than others. Some theaters are better than others. Even your Cineplex, whatever that thing is called, <laughs> no, exactly. will have their own. Yeah. Um, but that, I believe that's the way it's going to be. And I MoviePass mean, got so cocky, they don't realize that they're shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, this is a similar thing to what we're seeing with the streaming services. No? Like, yes, sir. At first, mm -hmm. it was Netflix is the only game in town. Yes, People, sir. Everybody wants Netflix because they have The Office and they have... Uh, Party Down, and they have 30 Rock and whatever. And then people see how good this is for Netflix, and they start starting their own streaming services. In better exactly. ways, too, sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think, you know, the way that Netflix has pivoted to originals, we're seeing MoviePass attempt some sort of pivot of their own. By, Please get into that a bit. Please get into that a bit. You know, they, they have, uh, they are the distributors behind American Animals, which we talked about earlier. And the one audiences love. Gotti, Gotti. <laughs> which they've been pushing very heavily. If you've been seeing those push notifications like I have, uh, they really want you to see Gotti, even though no one wants you to see Gotti. Gotti, yeah. Uh, so it's starting be to become something like that, where they want to push their movies more than anything else. Mm -hmm. So when we get to these new things, right, MoviePass got very... Uh, that's the other thing. Marketing is a huge thing. They're, whoever, Whatever 12-year-old is running MoviePass's account, they're very petty. Uh, <laughs> after AMC announced their thing, 
Um, so you know what you don't do is give uh, AMC publicity. They retweeted like every article just talking about like, oh, you see you see AMC? You just wanted to steal our model. You just wanted to steal our model. Right. Why are you letting people know that they have a model out there? Yeah. They even on their their on their Twitter description had nine ninety nine. Hmm. But it's not nine ninety nine anymore. Now yeah. they're charging you on middays because again, just like Netflix, they knew a master plan to begin with when Netflix first started. Remember, they weren't even a streaming service no. per se. They were a DVD service, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shipping DVDs to you. And then quickly they knew this ain't where the money's at, and they moved to the next thing. I know that MoviePass also has ulterior things, right? Whatever data they're collecting for, whatever that is, watch its Facebook. Facebook hired them. They're like, hey, we're about to get caught. Just collect data for us. Um, whatever, whatever their main goal was at the end, I had no doubt that they were they were they wanted it to be that if every theater is gonna create their own thing to see movies at their specific theater, MoviePass was going to do a service. I feel like MoviePass was going to become like a Warner Bros. and a Sony. And it's that one's weirder because a movie theater subscription, theater building subscription, makes sense. A Warner Bros. card where you only can go see Warner Bros. movies is a little weird, and I feel like MoviePass was going to move to a point where you can only go see MoviePass movies. Ooh. This whole thing with the surcharge on the weekdays, which is right. idiotic, movie yeah, pass. Are you yeah. kidding me? We just were talking about how there's a big movie, Blink Blockbuster, that comes out. So I got to add another. I like that. Eh, between two to six dollars. <laughs> yeah. Eh, between two to yeah. Two to that's six. interesting. Maybe maybe it will be that like it's non movie pass movies that get that surcharge or something. Right. And it's like you know extra incentive. Oh well, these are the cheap movies, so yeah, Gotti. Exactly, exactly. And it was also another push because I know MoviePass thing, I'm sure whatever they wrote to theaters was that, hey, you know, we'll cover the tickets, but we all know you make your money in concessions and we're yeah. pushing more people to go to get concessions. And MoviePasses were like, eh, I don't I just don't see how your model's gonna work. So I feel that this by MoviePass going, okay theaters, here's our next plan. Um, we know you already make money opening weekend. So if we put a surcharge, then people are going to be like, well, I'm not paying the surcharge. I'll go see it on a Monday or a uh, Tuesday. We are deep in the MoviePass debate, uh, being subscribing members and seeing all these changes. Amanda, coming from Canada, Canada you, does she don't not have, that. have, have access. What is your uh, sort of like outsider perspective on all this drama surrounding our subscription services. I feel like I've been reading about MoviePass on Reddit because there's just always different topics. People being like, why would you waste money on a movie? You can just use MoviePass. Why don't you have MoviePass? And I was like, what is this? And then you find (laughs) out and it's like, that's a great idea, but we don't have it here. But I totally get how there was no way that that was a sustainable business model to them, especially as Art was saying, because once the theaters realize, okay, if we're just losing out on a ticket, but they're still coming in and buying concessions, like we're still making that money. And then we cut out this middleman. Yeah. And then it's just all incentive for people to just come to our theaters. So I totally get, I totally get why that, why that would work better for them. And um, the holes like, especially if the surcharge things end up being like $6. I don't know if you guys have that here. That's but a little crazy. T- for- yeah, but on Tuesdays we have like cheap movie night and it costs Same. six bucks to see Same. any movie you want to see. Um, so I feel like that's kind of hard to, to put out there because like, if I'm gonna, it's like, why would I pay $6 to see a movie that I don't necessarily want to see? And I could just, especially if they kind of move more to like a subscription model thing where you have to go to certain ones. Um, so I feel like they're just really grasping at straws to try to keep where, where they're at. And uh, And I love movie pass, but yeah, yeah, I I honestly feel like they, they see their decline and they're just doing anything in their power to try to (laughs) hold on to it and hoping that people don't notice until they're already there. 
Yeah. And then it's like, like well, I'm not going to go home. I'm just going to pay exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. There's some dumb things like Zach mentioned. It wasn't just a surcharge, which they added at the end. And my one thing with MoviePass is that they always say, like, it's a benefit. MoviePass, I was paying your subscription service when it was 35 and I'm not one of those. I, I would have gladly paid 35 right? I would, I would have gladly yeah. paid 35 mm-hmm. because we watch enough movies to do that. My problem is, is that you come up with your rollout uh, in order to help you. Buddy, nah, li- hey, listen, man. No, this is this is because you need it. Yeah. So just just don't pitch it to me like that. Yeah. I understand it. That bring a friend service it ain't a bring a friend. It's literally <laughs> letting you pay the full price for your friend just on the app. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean is convenient. Useful, I guess, I guess. it ain't special. Not like movie a service. No. Yeah, it's not like a service. They, it know. almost seemed like they were pitching it like you can like a like a Six Flags amusement park bring a friend right, for free right. day, but yeah. it's not that. No. It's yeah, not exactly. that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where MoviePass ultimately lands. Like you said, their prices have been changing, and they keep offering, you know, certain deals, limited time, and then going back and going back it, on it a bit. Do yeah, you like AMC's deal though? Because I love it. I, I mean, think it's great. It's it's a little expensive just to compare to MoviePass, but okay, if, double if, the if price. MoviePass is now giving you these surcharges all the time, then right. I, I guess it's worth it. For me, it's, it's a little less worth it because I don't have AMC's right around. Oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah, but, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes but sense. at the same time, like you know, that's a lot. Uh, you know, three movies Bro. a week is plenty. That's a three lot. Mo- <laughs> three movies is more than I like. The people who are like nineteen ninety nine. That's double movie pass. I'm like, buddy, one, you're not watching one three movies a week. No. It is yeah. at an AMC. Uh, it counts towards your Stubbs members rewards like that. But even more than that, it covers Dolby, which I, how many times have I been talking about how Dolby's the greatest thing out there? It covers IMAX. It covers all these crazy things. MoviePass right. doesn't. MoviePass is going to roll out one. Yeah. So when they roll out theirs for $25, <laughs> yeah, Netflix, uh, theirs wasn't expensive. I believe it even covers our AMC Navy Pier over here in Chicago, which Ooh, is an insane wow. screen. Theater. So for $19.99, but you're telling me I can see my... Avengers three times. There's, I don't know if you guys heard about that guy who's seen it like 37 times <laughs> yeah. in Infinity War. So imagine that dude right there. Yeah, that guy don't even got movie pass. That's a whole other discussion Jeez. right there. That guy's... Well, movie pass now, you can't do that. You can only see but movie But you can't parts. do that. But oh, AMC's okay, like, yeah. you can see your movie three times that day on the same day. And you know what? You want Dolby? Dolby's 18 bucks. <laughs> you can watch it three times in Dolby. That is uh, worth it. I love it. that. Yeah. I love That's that. worth it. Let's do a couple quick rough cuts before we get to our topic of the week, starting with uh, the news that Jim Carrey has been cast as Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Amanda, yay or nay, this <laughs> makes you interested in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I don't know. I don't, I can't tell if that makes me more interested or less interested. I just really, I don't know. Is it I'm okay? a little excited I, to see Jim Carrey like kind of be silly again. Yeah. You don't get that a lot now. It's true, Recently. but I, I honestly I like Jim Carrey's more serious roles. Yeah, I see the yeah. Eternal Sunshine right behind you there. So I'm yeah, like, I was gonna say something about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of his serious roles. I think some comedians like bring out like the best serious performances when they're given yeah. the chance to. So I'm a big fan of that, and uh, I guess I haven't. Sometimes, like, I feel like the Jim Carrey's and like the older Adam Sandler just goes a little bit too far by like my current standards of comedy. So totally. I don't know what he's gonna bring to it and like it'll just be ridiculous no matter what so yeah it's just he doesn't really fit the part or like <laughs> i don't know and mr robotnik like this wild looking mofo with a mustache the right dude gained like almost 100 pounds to be in a three stooges movie that didn't happen oh that's um, fair that's, <laughs> that's some wild. Uh, that's some christian bale shit right there that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> see i'm just thinking of uh jim carrey uh he was the villain in kick-ass no yeah and one of the last ones or no. not the villain. He was the, the Nicolas Cage replacement, kind of. Oh, okay. So he was yeah. a good guy? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was well, the, um, oh, God. I love Kick-Ass, and I can't remember his name. Yeah. 
There was it the sequel? Sequel, yeah, right? Yeah, it's part two. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And oh, he kind of had that. Uh, I saw it more like a. From what I, I can't really remember it. Like he's I got felt the like dog. he was like the comedian, kind of like a yeah, the comedian type. Yeah, he is. Of that's exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. the antithesis. So he's yeah. He's kickass's version of the comedian. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of seeing him kind of like that type of guy, but fatter, wider. Okay, I can like, see uh, it. I, I can can't remember that now. actor's name, but uh, the Coen Brothers used to have him all the time. It was the big Jewish dude. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, John Malkovich is set to join Jude Law in HBO's Young Pope follow-up, The New Pope. Art, yay or nay, you want to see John Malkovich get his Pope on. Wait, this is a spin-off? I think it's a follow-up, like a direct sequel to The Young That's Pope. That's wild. Yeah. Like an anthology, you'd say. <laughs> sure, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the first Young I mean, Pope thing. I haven't okay. seen all of it. I've heard that there's like kangaroos jumping around the Vatican, so I know I want to catch up with oh, it, okay. especially now that there's wow. more coming. HBO, right? HBO. Okay. All right. All right, one last rough cut. Greta Gerwig's Civil War era Little Women adaptation is set to feature Emma Stone, Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, and Meryl Streep. Yay or nay, this is the type of follow-up to Lady Bird you want to see from Gerwig. Amanda? Um... I think that could be very interesting. I like all those actors mm-hmm. yep. and actresses. I think it's a great cast. I think she's proven that she can carry herself with some film work, with some directing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I, I'm always kind of hesitant when it's like kind of like re- remakes and reimaginings of yeah. things like that. But uh, I feel like if there's anybody who can do it justice, she'd probably be, be the one, honestly. So I'll give it mm-hmm. a yay. I'll give it a yay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've seen her do modern stuff a lot, and this is going to be switching yes. it up a little bit. That is what makes me maybe a little bit hesitant, but mm-hmm. also I don't want to pigeonhole her and be like, oh, no, you can only comment on today. <laughs> yeah, so. you're only modern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, that about does it for our yay or nay news. Let us know what you think of this week's topics down below in the comments. We're going to move on to our topic of the week talking about the best entertainment of 2018 so far. We've made it halfway through this year. Congratulations. (laughs) We did it all. Uh, It's July, and there's been a lot of entertainment uh, that's come out that's been worth talking about, things Mm -hmm. that we've liked, things we've liked less. I'm going to try and focus on the things we liked, things Mm -hmm. that are worth revisiting, worth catching up on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll maybe say that like it's worth maybe trying to highlight some of the stuff that probably won't make it to our end of year list but it is still really great oh, uh, although i'm not gonna limit us you know i think we should still mention stuff like hereditary which i'm pretty sure is gonna come up yeah, on most people's sure. year end of year list uh let's start it with the movies though art any movies that stood out to you thus far in 2018 as some of the best that the year has had to offer do you want to mention stuff that hasn't come out yet or should i just like limit that because obviously like my favorite movie hasn't come out yet so i'll leave that there yeah, yeah. um I'll say some of the ones that I, I don't know if they'll they'll make it by the end of the year on my list. Uh, little small movies like The Endless, which has come out, uh, to get you guys... Because, uh, you know, there's always that list at the end of the year that tells you what you missed. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to... I want you to read that list and yeah. already know those movies. So there's movies like The Endless. It's already out. Uh, you can watch it at home. It's a very interesting kind of time travel, kind of altered dimension cult movie dealing with grudges in your past. Definitely check that movie out. Um Sydney Hall, that was a movie from Sundance two years ago. It came out. It's an A24 movie that everyone just ignored, and I, I like it. It hmm. does something I dislike, which is having your boy uh, Percy Jackson 
play himself at 15, 25, oh. and 40. Oh. It's, that's terrible. Oh. But I do I do enjoy the story in there, and I think that that's another one to add on your list. Okay. And um, probably the last one in here that has come out uh, recently is Three Identical Strangers. That That's a documentary. Uh, I'm surprised with the mm-hmm. amount of documentary. I have another one that hasn't come out yet. Uh, I have another one that also is in my solidified top 10. Yeah. But these three right here, uh, The Endless, Sydney Hall, and Three Identical Strangers, I think, are the ones that may not make it by the end of the year, but definitely have them on your radar because okay. I can guarantee you you're going to read those on those things that you missed. And I right. want you to go, ha, I've seen them. I'm already on top of that. I think I've been trying to find The Endless, but I can't hear, and I'm sure oh, that sucks. it's probably yeah. somewhere and I can track it down online. But yeah. like I've, I've been trying for that one. Three Identical Strangers isn't out here yet. I know that. And, yeah, that uh, one's just slowly coming out now. Yeah, I mean. exactly. And Sydney Hall just wasn't on my radar, so I'll check it out for sure. That's kind oh, of like the downside of being here. We don't... They... Okay. They advertised Isle of Dogs. They used the shut off your phone promotional material for Isle of Dogs. Uh-huh. They didn't bring Isle, Isle of Dogs. Of dogs. <laughs> I had to like... I had to scour to find Isle of Dogs. And that's just not okay. Like, it's Wes Anderson... He wins yeah. Academy Awards. People like him. Like, like, why wouldn't you? And just... y'all are right there. There's not even an ocean between us and Canada. Seriously, What's I right? don't. Well, it's like I think my one back home might have got it, but like it was such a limited release that I wasn't in town and I missed it by the time it came back around. It's uh, like the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I know a lot of people ended up yeah. missing that one just because it was much more limited than the Wes Anderson fan yeah. bases. Yeah, that's weird. And the promotional material would have led it to be like. It's crazy. Yeah, it was all over the internet, the advertising, it and was. I'm surprised it didn't necessarily uh, yeah. make a bigger dent in theaters. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, Boy, it's uh, Amanda, any movies yeah. from 2018 so far that you that stuck out to you? Yeah, other than the really big ones, obviously, like we're going to like Hereditary and Infinity War. Um, I think one mm-hmm. that might, especially in overseas audiences, Annihilation. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. that blew my that's mind. A, I was my I have that on my list. Yeah. yeah, I really I really like that. I'm sure that's going to be a lot of people like top 10 movies that you wish you would have seen in 2018 or something like that. Mm-hmm. That not, you wish you understood. Yeah, it's not that <laughs> obscure, but it's stuck with me. It's like one of those things yeah. that like that's I walked cool. out and I was like, hmm. I re- I've even read the book and I like the the explanation oh, really? that it's like it's like his memory of what it was like reading the book and I think yeah, that that lended cool. itself a lot better to making a movie than trying to follow what that book was trying to say and put yeah. it on screen. I really liked it more that it was like I read it, this is what I thought of it, that's what I put on screen. So, yep. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one that uh hopefully people will be able to catch up on. I think it's now available on yes. VOD. I know people internationally have had it on, on Netflix, Netflix for, for ages, bit. like since like the weekend uh, like the weekend after it came out or something yeah. like that or like a yeah. month that was after. Weird. Yeah. For me, and I, we had a segment with Chase where we talked about our thoughts on Annihilation in depth, mm. but yeah. uh, that was one where I, I really enjoyed the experience of it. And I, yes. I think just sitting there and watching it was one of my favorite uh, entertainment experiences of 2018. Even if, you know, I'm not so sure everything I think about the movie, it, it's a it, it's amazing to kind of let it wash over you and just Absolutely. see some of the visuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Especially on a budget uh, that small. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, One of my favorite movies of the year so far, uh, I mean, Hereditary and Annihilation are both there. I guess we can maybe talk about Hereditary a little bit since it's the one that has been on people's minds recently. We talked about it on our our most recent show. It's Mm -hmm. super artfully crafted, super uh, unsettling and and gets under your skin. And, you know, as Art and I have been talking about, it's like 
you have to ask people if they're okay yeah. <laughs> after they've seen that it. That was the thing. I walked out and I made like a review and my review probably made it seem like I really didn't like it, but it was just that I was still processing everything. You liked it. You didn't like how it made you feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like, I, sometimes I just never know how to, like, I don't want to give away the ending or anything, but I don't know yeah. when stories go in that direction. Sometimes I, I don't know how to process it, but like all yeah. the sub themes and like with the allegory to like certain issues and just like the, the overall idea of like the demons you inherit, whether you want them yes. or not. Like, mm -hmm. and Let's then just, yes. and then just the way that it like literally just kind of moves along like this for so long that you're like, where's it going? And then it's just hit. You're like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Like that yeah, movie has stayed with me the most out of, I think any movie I've seen this year. For sure. When that movie hits the gas, it <laughs> really <laughs> like, literally hits the gas. Yeah. Uh, one movie, though, from earlier this year that I'm not so sure will end up on a lot of year-end lists. Another horror movie I enjoyed was A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. John Krasinski Absolutely. film. Oh, that, that one was just fun to me. But, yeah, I feel yeah. you. Because a lot of people came out saying, oh, yo, this is insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's for me, it's like Get Out with all of the social commentary that made Get Out interesting. Uh, but really? there still it, really? is like a – well, I mean, that's me saying that it's not as good as Get Out. Yeah. But it's it's – it's got a lot of cool uh, structural elements. I really love the use of sign Silent. language and yeah. how it's all yeah. subtitled. And mm -hmm. I just like a movie where the rules get set up pretty concretely and then they do a good job of manipulating them and playing within the rules uh, and kind of letting you figure out things as the movie goes along. Yeah. Not an amazing movie, but a lot of fun. One of the most fun movies that I, uh, movie experiences I've had so far yeah, uh, this year. I think I fell on, like, when I watched it, I was, like, mind blown by it more just because I don't think I've ever experienced a theater where it just, like, everybody stopped eating their food at the same time. And then nobody touched their food. And then even after it was done, the guys in front of us were like, man, we got all this food and I didn't touch any of it. Because, like, you're just so tense the you whole time. You got your whole meal. Yeah. yeah. Like, for me, it was, like, it was the tension yeah. that it managed no to build. No one wants to make noise. Yeah, it, it managed to build. Like, sometimes I'm one of these people that if there's too much tension, I get bothered by a movie. Like, maybe right. I've gotten better at dealing with it over the years. But, uh, like, for like I, I really don't handle the – I didn't, at least, back when I first saw it, the original Halloween. I was always just like, I know Ooh. you're stabbing her. You, you know you're stabbing her. Just get to it. But like the kind, I feel like the tension built in this movie was just like so so well done that it had like the audience, in like just wrapped into it because I think silence is such a unique thing to be playing yeah. with in a movie, where yep. usually you, they use music, they use sound, they use all these different things to, to let manipulate you know things, but yeah, yeah, what to expect. But without that, you're just kind of left yeah. being like even more scared. Kind yeah, exactly. of exactly, it yeah. is more scary. I, I, yeah, I agree with you completely. Like it's one of those things where it kind of just treats movies a little bit differently than you're used to like exactly. you're just you're used to sound being one of the elements and when you take sound out mm -hmm. it just gives you a very different experience yeah. so yeah it not don't think it's going to end up on my best of the year list but mm -hmm. it's definitely one of the best movies i've seen so far this year yeah uh, art anything else that you want to spotlight movie wise from uh, 2018 yeah so, so like movie wise i don't know if amanda do you have a letterbox do I have a what box? Letterbox. Letterbox. No, I don't have a letterbox. Ooh. Definitely. So you can, I think they may have it on Android now, but uh, you can download the app on uh, Apple on yeah, any iOS got, device, but pretty much you can just go right on uh, your computer. Letterbox, it's just like letter, but then it's boxd.com. Okay. Think of it like, I don't know if you're aware of Goodreads. <laughs> it's like Goodreads yeah. for books, okay. but for movies. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. This is like, it's the better version of IMDb. 
you can make yeah. lists um and, and it's just people updating stuff on what they're watching posting what their they reviews. like okay. posting their reviews out of five stars and you can see other people's stuff okay. i don't usually update it that much when it comes to like reviews especially just because my ratings always change and i will yeah, always I like i'll rate something a three something a two and a <laughs> half and that one at two and a half is like way higher than the other one i'm like don't i don't so i've just i've, I've been using it recently to just highlight a movie that i do like or or nice. right so i would no, just put it, it like this what I'm watching, but uh, I've taken a page out of this man's uh, that that he's been doing recently uh, for the past years. He pretty much does his whole ranking of everything that he's watched. So I've been kind of doing that, and I I released it publicly. I, I was talking about like some people just want to know like where does this fall in my year. Mm. So it's this dope thing. I'll show you right here. Uh, so for those watching over there, I mean, hey. you've seen it right there, yeah. But it's okay. pretty much this, so like you can that. see that it is just all of them, and it looks cool. You know, it's all yeah. of them boxed nice. in there like that. So far, I think I have 178 Ooh. movies that I've seen <laughs> ranked for this year. All new movies, but you can make lists on anything. When I realized and I saw his uh, Zach doing it, I was like, that's definitely what I want to do. And then that way people just know where I have movies ranked. It lets yeah. you put a little d description of what you thought. I just yeah, think it's a really idea. cool way to organize your movies. So uh, the ones that I have there that aren't released yet, um, my top 10 are uh, that have come out, Paddington 2. Annihilation, Isle of Dogs, and then tied between that second and third spot is Hereditary and completely opposite, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Um, my yeah. number one is Searching. It That one hasn't come out yet, so that's a I'm different discussion. I'm very excited for Searching. Hereditary yeah. and Won't You Be My Neighbor. Uh, yeah, Won't You Be My Neighbor is the one, one of my most anticipated yeah, that I'm I haven't seen yet. I, I just need to be not be lazy. And Bro, the it does nothing special as a documentary, and that's what makes it special. It goes <laughs> no flashy text graphics, Good. just the man. Yeah, and I'm like, need. that's enough. Yeah, that's, that's enough. all you need. So, yeah. so, yeah, those are my those are my movie picks. Nice. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Amanda, do you have any picks for two thousand? Other picks for 2018 so far? Uh, like I said, I'm I'm obviously kind of like a big pop culture type fan. So, Infinity mm -hmm. War just spoke to my heart. I know that's going to be yeah. on so many people's lists, and a lot of like the artier, artsier people are going to try to dismiss but it. Is it a but fairly remarkable part yeah, of the Marvel Cinematic is. Universe. It is. Or even if you're not artsy, anyone no. who knows directing to handle that, that, many, characters. that many characters. And like, and they were able to do that because of so, like all the careful crafting that they had put into the last 10 years of movie making. Yes. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I have a friend, not really a fan of Marvel movies. She likes Guardians of the Galaxy. Saw this movie, loved it. Cause she could follow mm -hmm. the characters. Um, just for like brief information with different people, and um, like she could follow it. So <laughs> unless it you're from the New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's what I like. Come on, that's just looking for reasons to be bitter. Like, what do you yeah, think the past Richard ten Brody. years have been? New Yorker? Shout out the boy. <laughs> like, seriously, what do you think? Seriously, like, and I honestly think that it's just it, it's like when people start making the jokes about like, no, this is the most ambitious crossover, but it's like you really have to give it to them that they've managed to create a legacy from Iron Man. A character yes. that no one really cared about was C-list at the times, especially like in 2008. That, that, that's fair to that's say. That's a fair, yeah. like a C-list character. He was still part of the Avengers, but not a prominent one. And yeah. they managed to take that movie and just push forward a literal empire that people from all walks of life like. Like my parents hate, don't like comic book stuff, love Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. It's like I, very right. few people disliked Thor. It's just one of those things. It's they've done a great, they did a great thing. Amazing. Yep. So excited. Yeah. 
That's that's right. refreshing Zach, a bit. <laughs> Art, Art, Art mentioned his uh, ranking of 2018 so far. Mine is private, but you know what? I'll go ahead and make that public, and we'll throw both yeah. of ours in the description. Well, no, down I agree below. with you because sometimes you want to release it at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I've you been trying to see a little bit more. I haven't yeah. seen as many movies. I still haven't seen Isle of Dogs. I'm disappointed in myself. That's another one on uh, my top. Yeah, that's another one up there. Oh, he's. But in my top ten so far. Uh, so far is uh, Hereditary, Annihilation, uh, Custody, which I don't think comes out until a little later this year. Mm-hmm. Janelle okay. Monet's Dirty Computer. I-, I threw that on there. How I, is that? I, I don't. How does? Okay, so here's the other thing, Amanda. Just so you know, Letterbox picks and chooses when a show is available to be there. When a freaking music video, uh, which, and again, I do agree. Remember what? What do we always say? Uh, uh, what's our thing that should be on here? The Netflix show. Oh, uh, American Vandal. Oh, American yes. Vandal should. Should be on here, but they don't yeah. let you do that. However, yeah, they do they let you. Certain they do let you put other shows. Are, yeah, that don't make sense. That's weird. Yeah, uh, I have a movie that hasn't come out yet that I don't think I'm allowed to talk about. <laughs> uh, the Death of Stalin, Black Panther, Disobedience, Miseducation of Cameron Post, which will be out soon. A good one. Yeah, that one's and, on my top. Okay, that's my eight. And Madeline, yeah. that's also going to come out soon. Uh, we haven't mentioned Black Panther yet, uh, although we did mention Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, another really fun Marvel movie. You know, we get uh, it's Ryan Coogler, and we have that awesome Michael B. Jordan performance in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't think that will end up on my top of the year list, but I, I think it's worth mentioning at least. Absolutely. Got my favorite soundtrack of the year. It's good. Oh, hey, that's true. Oh yeah. well, so should we? Well, keep mentioning yours because I know you want to make the t- transition of our favorites of the year. Right, so we're going to get into some other entertainment favorites of the year. Uh, This could be music, this could be video games. I'm going to get into a little bit of TV, but Art, let me know. uh, What are some of the things that are not movies that you've really been enjoying so far this year? Man, Scorpion by Drake is utter trash, so that's not on there. (laughs) I got you. your uh, The Black Panther soundtrack I think is fantastic. I think soundtracks this year, even the ones that aren't like incredibly amazing, you know, Uncle Drew, which uh, (laughs) that was another movie I forgot that that I had watched. Man, that movie was dumb fun. I wanted to hate yeah. it. There's a bunch of dumb stuff in that movie, but I, higher I don't... Rotten Tomato score than Sicario too. <laughs> yeah, and have you seen? You know, the boy David Ehrlich said said it was Space Jam fun. Film Crit Hulk said it was good. Yeah. I was like, I gotta go check out this movie. And and that movie has a soundtrack uh, with with your boy Asap Ferg, Logic's on there. You know, there's a bunch of good artists on there. Um, that that it's a fun soundtrack. Obviously, like you mentioned, my soundtrack so far this year is the Black Panther soundtrack. I think it's fantastic. Still listening to stuff on that. I think it's really, really, really good. Uh, So with Black Panther, um, really enjoy Daytona out of the, what I call the Wyoming Five. Uh, But my favorite so far of the year, what I probably binge the most. I also have my playlist, if you follow me on Apple Music and Spotify, but... I mean, I don't have it up there anymore. Uh, Kids see ghosts. I mean, you know, Reborn's my favorite song of the year. That that's just that's just me. I know not everybody loves it. Yo, whatever makes you feel what Reborn does for me, that's what I keep saying. I just hope you love something as much as I love Reborn. You know, so th- those are my three uh, albums of the year. I'm curious what your guys are. Yeah, Amanda, uh, you got anything music-wise or other entertainment? Um, oddly, I used to be like more concerned with music than anything else and I think it's oh. like I worked at a music store so it was like every oh. time something new came out I'd get you it. You knew it was up, yeah. But now I don't so like I just kind of <laughs> unless somebody tells me something to listen to I kind of forget yeah. about it or like if I just see a posting somewhere it's like oh I'll check that out so lately I've just kind of been going through some like older favorites and just going back through some things that I might have missed so I've been really into um, there's a band Canadian band actually well not they're not, no, they're not Canadian Jeez. Uh, Death From Above 1979 Oh, cool. Okay. Um, they're really good. It's just like a drummer and a bassist. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the, 
they're, they're both in separate side projects. But either way, they had an album that came out last year that's really, really good. Um, it's called Outrage Now. Been going through that a lot. It's very, very unique music. Definitely check out that album and Physical World. Those are the most two recent ones. Just really, Which- really unique. Just fun. It's, it's interesting. Definitely check it out. It's got like a very gritty feel to it. I don't even know how to really describe it, but it's got a good uh-huh. rock slash a little bit um, electronic feel without using DJs or anything, just like distortion on bass and stuff. So really into that. And definitely the Black Panther soundtrack was fantastic. I think they mm-hmm. did perfectly with letting that um, really showcase. That whole movie really did a good job showcasing the cultures they were trying to put forward and mm-hmm. letting that breathe without being pandering. It's like, let's just give this to the people that are forward let them enjoy and it, let yeah. them enjoy it. And I think they did a good job with that for sure. Um, other than Absolutely. that, I'm finally going through Barry. I'm not done it yet, but because I like I just got started on it, then I had to go away for the weekend. But I'm very excited to finish it because it's, it's so, so good yes. so far. Yeah. Yo, she jumping in the TV section. Yeah. Let's go. Let's that was go. mine. That's, That's mine. Yours. That's mine. That's yours for the That's year. It. That's it. That's, That's my TV saying, show yeah. for the year. Yeah. Because sadly, and not we never did the Westworld thing, but we were a little disappointed on Westworld season two. We're not, we're not like upset with it. No. We're just like, okay, I get what needs to happen. Yeah. And I'm then sure. I, I know, I, I believe three is gonna blow us out of the water. Agreed. Still watch season one, but yeah, right now yep. in terms of shows, yo, Barry yeah, is it. HBO kills it. You know, it's hard for them not to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we talked a little bit about Barry on our uh, previous show. That is a stunning piece of television. Really? That is close to a perfect season. So uh, <laughs> the fact that you still got some left, I'm jealous of you, man. Yeah, you're jealous. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really, I get it. Really I get that good. feeling when you're like you're experiencing it for the first time. The first time I yeah. hate you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually yeah, I yeah. got this like 12 year old kid that watches me on Twitch, and I've been getting him to watch movies that he's never seen. So I got him to like watch The Sixth Sense a couple weeks ago to understand a nice. twist, oh. and like okay. just got him to watch the first Jurassic Park, and he's just been like live tweeting it at me. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm like making this kid's childhood, and it's just, right, I'm right. like, I'm so jealous of you, because like you're 12, and this is put him on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sticking with TV a little bit, aside from Barry, maybe my favorite show of the year so far is Atlanta, the second season of Atlanta, yep. Robin season. You're right, you're uh, right. The Donald Glover just killing it on all angles. Literally, he, he, it's such a good show. It's such a deep, interesting, complicated show. You never know what you're gonna get week mm-hmm. to week with it. Uh, sometimes he will be the star of the show, and sometimes he won't show up or just show up in the back of a car for a couple moments. <laughs> sometimes he's in whiteface for the duration of an episode. <laughs> it, it's the just the most thought-provoking show, I think, out of anything I've seen so far uh, this year. And yeah. I'm just stunned at some of the creative decisions they make. It, it's really, really funny and, and engaging in this trippy way i mean i've heard it described as like twin peaks with rappers and i can't disagree with that that's wild yeah i i recommend atlanta to everybody both first season and second season are great but i do think the second season actually elevated the show to a, a new place where it's gotten really kind of thematically ambitious and and just the way that they craft story, there's a story that sort of slowly develops over the second season, and when it all comes together, it really, really hits. I, I, I'm a big fan of that show. I'm a big fan of Donald Glover in general. Uh, he does, doesn't have an album out, but if we want to circle back to music, he has one of the best songs yep. and videos of this year so far. Mm-hmm. This is America. Yep. Uh, he had one of the best SNL episodes of this year when mm-hmm. he guest hosted and did a, a Kanye place. Uh, and the Barbie Instagram sketch, which I thought was hysterical. It's not yeah. fair to be that talented as one human being. Right, yeah, yeah that's what. I, that's usually what the discussion always comes yeah. down to. I love yeah. him, I hate him. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. if he was just one of any of those three things, it would be like, it'd still that's be unfair. Enough. 
but yes. it's all three. It's the music, movies, television. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, Amanda, any other TV that you've been watching or some other entertainment, maybe a video game that you've liked so far in 2018? Um, I'm really weird when it comes to video games. When I stream, I keep it like really simple and uh, I just play either what people want me to play or what's easiest for me to play while talking to people. So it ends up being right. like a lot of like battle royales when I'm not really paying attention and dying a lot and Call <laughs> of Duty. I'm be honest, I am very excited for the future of uh, The Last of Us 2. Yes. Super excited for that. Um, and I watched somebody playing through the new God of War, which is amazing. I got to go through it myself. But Last of Us 2, honestly, could not be more excited for that. Could not be more excited. Yeah, that trailer looked oh. very, very dope. Oh. Naughty Dog, making uh, movies for, va for games. Right. You know? Art, anything else you want to spotlight from this year so far? Um, you know, I'm going to use something that we, uh, we watch a lot, uh, YouTube. I'm going to say some of, uh, give a little shout out to two YouTube people who I think really popped off this year. Um, and they're not even movie related. One of them is this guy named Video Trash. Not a lot of people know this dude. Think of um, uh, How To Basic. Okay. But if he had something to say. <laughs> <laughs> he does the same type of thing, but he makes these like really weird stuff about like how to be an online critic. And he's like, he's making fun of it. I think I had sent you his video essay thing on how to be a deep video yeah, yeah, essay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he just makes interesting stuff. He's done one on like superhero stuff and... And he's like has very low amount of subscribers. Yeah, I'm just looking he, at him and, now. And he's that guy who you don't want to blow up, but you do. <laughs> want to keep him your little secret? Yeah. This is just the national treasure right here. This guy is good because he's just so raw with what he's saying. Nice. And I just love the way that I love his tone. I love the way that it's what he's saying is something super, super crucial, but it's a complete joke at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And I love that perspective of him. Nice. Uh, but on the flip side, definitely go check him out. Cool. Uh, but the other one is middle eight middle with the number eight this guy just wow uh, <laughs> you know this dude does music and he makes some fantastic stuff on music let me tell you that right here his his one on Kanye West and Bon Iver is one that I really really like and I had seen his stuff throughout but then I had to click on this thing his one on Portugal the man and how they blew yep. up. Yo, this dude's just killing the music thing. And uh, again, I, I listened to a bunch of them, but I'm mentioning these two because they recently, just this past year, just whoosh, found their voice and just blew up. Nice. But awesome. uh, yeah, nice. those are my two. Yeah, it's great to see uh, those YouTubers who really figure out what they're doing and, and give you some, start really putting out that great content, yeah. getting to another level. Agreed. Uh, to circle back to TV, a couple other shows that I've really loved this year, uh, some sitcom -y ones, The Good Place, season two. Ah, B. yes, yes, yes. Uh, it had another really amazing season finale twist. That show is one of the most ambitious, cre creative, clever uh, comedies in existence. So I highly recommend anybody catch up with that. It's available on Netflix nice. if you are of the binging variety. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season five B, it briefly <laughs> left my life. Uh, and then this day it later, came back. <laughs> came back. <laughs> it came back Saved. and that was, that, my heart went through a lot, but I'm glad it's still here. Uh, the, the show is still doing really well. They had an episode, I want to say it's called The Box, but I could be wrong, where Sterling K. Brown was a guest star as a dentist who they were accusing of murdering one of his colleagues. And yes, it's this, of course. <laughs> it's this bottle episode that's basically just uh, Andy Samberg and Andre Brower interrogating Sterling K. Brown and trying to get him to confess. Uh, it, it's re bottle episodes like that sh are usually ways to kind of like keep things cheap, but here it just feels like a hilarious one-act play. Yeah. It, it's maybe my favorite episode of television so far in 2018. 
Uh, so I'd check that one out. And then High Maintenance on HBO uh, ah, season two. Ah, I've been meaning to catch up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite shows uh, right now. It, it's got some, it's got a really interesting perspective. I love the way that it shifts its focus from character to character. And this year they decided to give you a little bit more of a back, background into the main guy. Uh, you kind of, you find out his name, you find out more you about his life. find out his name. <laughs> Finally. It's, it's, it's it's cool. I mean, like, it, I love the way the show kind of slowly reveals all this stuff and it gives you a different perspective on uh, all of these people. So cool. I highly recommend High Maintenance as well. You don't watch Silicon Valley? Um, you know what? I kind of gave up on it this year. I gave up on it as well. I hopped back on season five. I re I think season five or six, whatever yep. it is. I five. liked it. Yeah, the way that they okay. replaced Bachman after, you know, all this yeah. real life stuff that happened. Yo, Yingland came in and he just killed it, man. He killed it. Awesome. And um I uh, no, I've just I've loved the progression of him like recognizing that it's never been him making it on his own, but the people around him, including <laughs> I just call him a ghost. I forget his name. He's from The Office. The really pale dude from The Office who comes Zach to the Woods? Yes. Gerd? I don't know his real yes. name. Yes. Gabe. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gabe him. He's, yeah. he's in He's in uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. And just, there's a moment with him where he finally realizes that, that Gabe has been the dude there for him. And I'm like, Damn. All right, Ga cool. Gabe kills it this season, and I, th I thought it was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, might have to I love back on. Silicon Valley. And I agree with you. With I, like, fell off, and I was like, yeah, I'm done yeah. with this. Like, I just, I don't know what it was, but. Yeah. There Amanda, anything else in uh, conclusion before we wrap up this segment that you want to spotlight? No, unfortunately, I feel like this year with TV, I've unintentionally been watching some of like the worst or at least the stuff that <laughs> ventures, not the worst, but like the stuff that's like, like, like 13 Reasons Why season two. Like, I don't know why right. I watched that, but I did. <laughs> and like, and then, and then like everything sucks, which I thought was going to be like freaks and geeks and it could have uh -huh. been. And then like, there's this one compelling character and everything surrounding it is terrible. So like, I liked it, it, but it did get canceled. They got canceled. Yeah. I agree with you. It's like when you when you think it's gonna be freaks and geeks, yeah. nothing can ever be freaks. No, and geeks, but I thought you know, it was like yeah. at least gonna touch. It. Like there was some really compelling stuff, and I watched it all in one yeah. day. But then it like mm -hmm. fell. It like it there was just out a bit. yeah. There was like lack of character development with some people, and just and then like, when the development comes in, it's too late. They, they cancel it. It's done. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. So there was like, I was really only invested in that. I can't even remember her name right now, but the girl's storyline, that was like the mm -hmm. only thing that seemed compelling to me in that. And then it's just, I'm, I forgot it already. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. So your favorite of the year, 13 Reasons Why season two. Obviously. Got it. Okay. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that broom scene. Whew. Oh, <laughs> Yikes. All right, so uh, there's been a lot of stuff that we've enjoyed so far this year. I want to know what all of you have enjoyed from 2018 so far, yep. be it movies, be it TV, mm -hmm. be it albums, video games, stand-up, whatever. whatever. Uh, please let us know down below. We'll try and spotlight some of that on our next show. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to get into the final segment of the week, the new to see, where we talk about what's new in theater, streaming, and on VOD, starting with, we brought it up earlier, Ant-Man and the Wasp. We are yeah. uh, catching up with what happened to Ant-Man <laughs> when everybody else was hanging out during the Infinity War. He, he kind of was off on his own somewhere. Uh, did he get dusted? We will find out. This yeah. is, uh, I, I'm kind of excited for this one. I don't know. I think the trailers look pretty good. Sure. I, I'm like <laughs> weird, cause like, okay. I love, like the first Ant-Man, Michael Pena's character, Mm -hmm. drove it. I don't know if that was Edgar Wright yeah. being like, why don't we get him to tell stories and actually flash back to the stories but still have it be his yes. voice. Like, I feel yes. like that's the only thing that he kept in and then he was gone because I, I don't yeah. think anybody else would have been smart enough to come up with that. 
Yeah, because it was definitely seemed like a very Edgar Wright. Exactly, and then compared with Michael Pena, just having the perfect like real life person to base his character off of, just flowed great. But then in the trailers with him, I feel like he's not highlighted very well. So like that's what I would have been the most excited for. Because otherwise, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure he gets arrested after Civil War because he was on Captain America's side, which was a Mm -hmm. fugitive of the state, and he's probably breaching his probation. And then he's just on some kind of house arrest with his family. And then obviously all the other stuff happens. And I just feel like it's just kind of sad for it that it has to come out after Infinity War. Because Captain Marvel is going to be like a first time viewing. I think a lot of people are going to be excited for that. And to see that Mm -hmm. should directly tie into Infinity War. Not that this Mm -hmm. won't. But I think it's really hard to get people to care about Ant-Man after Infinity War. And so I feel like I'm, I'm going to see it. I've got tickets for Thursday night. And I'm hoping for the absolute best, but I'm expecting, yeah. I'm expecting middle middle tier. Yeah. You know. I mean, I don't know if this is me projecting, but I almost feel like putting Ant Man out after Infinity War is their intentional way of being like, all right, let's let's take a break. <laughs> that's possible. Let's take a breath. Sacrifice. Yeah, it's a to, sacrifice. To, maybe to or, me, it needs yeah. to. It yeah, needs to the connect. comedic break. But it, it needs to connect, in my opinion. It has to. Because you already came out with those Netflix shows. And your boy, uh, Cage. Yeah, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. No one's talking about how no one disintegrated? No, mm. like, you gotta, you gotta keep it a little bit more tight. Something yeah. needs to happen. And I think they will, because there's some set photos that have popped off. I agree. I you, know agree. What I'm, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. You know what I'm I talking know. about. I, I ain't gonna get too much further into it. Wait for it, but I think it has to. Mm-hmm. It has to connect in some way. Oh, yeah, it definitely uh, will. Also in theaters this weekend, The First Purge. Yes, uh, which is the fourth purge. <laughs> or is it the fifth? Or is it the fifth? I think it's the fourth. Fourth. Okay, so the first purge is really the fourth, the fourth purge. It's like the yeah. Xbox One. I, th- I feel like we need like some council on movie numerology. Like Star Wars Bro. was bad enough going, you know, four, five, yep. six, one, two, three. Yeah. But but now we're getting the first purge, fourth, and we're getting Ocean's Eight, fourth, fourth. and I, I don't know. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then one that I know you're excited for that you saw back at Sundance. Sorry to bother you. This is sweet. I'm so release. excited for that. I can't oh, see yo. if there's any showings here yet. It's not you showing don't me. Even no. Um, yeah, I saw it on your list. I saw that up there when you were on your letterbox. Yes. I was like, I see that. I'm gonna ask about that. I'm that excited. That is that weird movie. I, I've oh. been saying this. I was like, we all have that weird movie, right? Mm-hmm. You go mm-hmm. into it, you see someone enjoy it. You're like, ah, that's cool, man. I'm happy for you, but this isn't for me. I went in there, and yes, some people left 20 minutes in. Usually, really? it's, it's at Sundance. Yeah, it's oh, okay. We're the people. We don't leave a movie. We okay. pay for it. We're staying there. Staying. It was. It was. It was the rich people with the three thousand dollar passes. They come in fifteen minutes. They dip. But I, I, I mean, get dickheads. based on those trailers. I can imagine if you don't know what you're getting into, yeah, being very trust me. shocked yeah. by it. You're gonna get in there, and maybe you're not gonna vibe with it. I'm really excited though. Maybe I'm... you're not gonna vibe with it. But for me, it. I was like, let's go. All I will say is, there's a rapping scene. That needs an hour dissection in and of itself right there. Get to it. J. Cole's already touched up on that right there. That is, uh, that's it. That's I'm, it. I'm very excited. Uh. I just saw the first trailer, like, for myself, like, in theaters. Like, it, I, sh- I, saw it, I saw a trailer, so I'm hoping that means it's going to that theater so I can see right. it. But who knows anymore? But I'm very excited for <laughs> you, that. You're going to see the sorry to bother you, but put your phones away. But never. <laughs> never again. Like, oh, my God. Good uh, lord. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear people's reactions on this <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, uh, also out in limited release this week, Whitney, the Whitney Houston yeah. documentary. 
But moving on to streaming, Netflix, July 5th, Blue Valentine. Ooh. On July 6th, the 10th okay. season of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, as well as the 10th season Sheesh. of The Fosters. Oh. And July 7th, Scream 4. So a few cool options coming on Netflix. I like Scream 4, actually. I was surprised by how good that was. Is Scream 4 the one with the very, very, very meta intro, intro, yes. intro? Okay, yes. I love Scream 4, too. It's I, so I always, good. yes, right? It is good. Oh I bring that God. up all the time, and people yeah. go, no, it's Scream 4. No, they're like, wrong. Like, yeah, Scream 3, eh. Scream 4, yeah. pulled but it Scream right back around. Good. Nailed it. Great movie. Great movie. Either of you uh, fans of Comedians in Cars getting coffee? I don't mm -hmm. think I've ever seen it. I think it's a fun show. I mean, like, it's definitely just like a relaxed hangout show it's, it's a great environment kind of, yeah that's good yeah i mean if you are interested in seeing jerry seinfeld talk to a funny person yeah. it's the perfect format sure. for it better if than letterman yes definitely better than letterman show yeah. on hbo now july 7th justice league and then on july 8th the premiere of the amy adams show sharp object let's objects. go let's okay. go i'm super into that uh i don't remember do you know who's directing it is it john mark valet yes and then uh, Gillian Flynn is the writer yes. behind okay. that. Buddy. This one looks really good. Let's okay. go. I When Gone Girl came out, I, I'm very vocal about how I like Gone Girl the book over the movie. Mm -hmm. And that's a David Fincher movie. I just I felt that Fincher. Gone Girl, the way that it's told, fits a book format because she's writing letters. I agree. Right. Um, yeah. Brah, I read books. I read her whole trilogy, Sharp Objects. Uh, I forget what the dark one is. And then uh, Gone Girl. Bro, I read all three of her books in the span of two weeks, man. Because it does take me a little bit, two weeks. <laughs> so I've already read this. I am excited. So I yeah. know what's going to happen, but I am so excited to see this. Nice. Gillian Flynn writing, like yeah. sc screenwriting her own stuff. And I know she's Hell doing yeah. some original things. Bro, I read all three of her books to push me to read the books. <laughs> I love her stuff. I you, utterly love her stuff. Do you think they're going to do a similar thing with Gone Girl where they change something like in the ending to differ it from the book because that's what they did they were like we wanted to see like seem like you don't necessarily know where it's going even if you've read the source material do you think they're Maybe gonna I've... seeing the trailer i i don't think they will okay especially because of what the ending is supposed to be mm -hmm. um but this is a miniseries uh, yeah, yeah i want to say it's a four or six episode series good format solid format that's what you Zach, need sometimes you no know that's what i love yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> need that. you need that uh yes. so july 8th i know you'll be ready oh, yeah. Uh, also on July 8th for Amazon Prime, Snowden, the Oliver Stone movie, yeah, and on July 9th, the entire Jaws franchise is going to be available oh. on Amazon. So one good movie will one be available on Amazon. Fantastic. On Hulu, July 3rd, Borg and McEnroe. This is a movie uh, talking about the tennis rivalry. Okay, the yes. Shia LaBeouf yes. Uh, from earlier this year. And then on July 9th, In a World. It's a delightful movie directed by Lake Bell uh, about her In a world. as a yes. voiceover actress. I remember this one. Yeah. New to VOD, July 3rd, Another Wolf Cop, Beirut, and Blockers. Blockers is actually better than I think a lot of people were expecting, right? Did you see it? That's the one with John Cena, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was better than, than I think, expected. Than expected, yeah. yeah. There was a couple of scenes where I was like... What y'all yeah, doing here? Yeah, what y'all doing? Yeah. But, like, but, you know. but still better than expected. Yes. Yeah. It seems like one that I would want to do on VOD. Like, yes. not one that yes. I'm going to go out Absolutely. to the theater for, so... Yes. Agreed. Uh, but that brings us to our picks for the week. Art, you want to start us off with your pick for the week? Right, yeah. If you're going out to theaters, I'm going to give you two, right? Just in case both of these are difficult to find, you're bound to get one. They're not big releases. It's mm. 
so, uh, won't you be my neighbor? I believe it's expanded to the point that you can see it anywhere. So won't you be my neighbor? The documentary. Go in there, get a breath of fresh, fresh air. Uh, there's a lot of talk about civility out there. Mm-hmm. Your boy, Mr. Rogers. It, I'll put it to you this way, and this is how I end my my wrap up as well. But I'm gonna give you guys a little the little heads up over here, bro. If people hated Mr. Rogers, bro, you know, like we always wonder, oh, am I doing what I'm doing? People don't like what I'm doing. Keep doing what you're doing because people out there even hated Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. man. It's true. Like, like I, I, when I saw that, I hated it, but it was also the biggest inspiration. People hated this man. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, watch um, Won't You Be My Neighbor if you can. Uh, I, don't forget about it being a documentary. I know some people have hesitant to that. Watch that. Uh, but also have on your radar, which is probably going to – I don't know how they're going to release it because I feel it's too bonkers. Sorry to bother you, man. This is a wild movie. You're going to want to watch it just to have – it's okay if you hate it. What do we always say? It's okay if you don't like a movie – but go watch it, get your opinion on it. So yeah, won't you be my neighbor? Right. Sorry to bother you. And then if you're at home, uh, I don't. I, I would recommend Glow. You know, if you're yeah. on Netflix, we always do the uh, you know theaters and then the, the mm-hmm. home release. I'm gonna say go on YouTube, and not everyone may be a fan of it, but there is this thing, and I've like actually watched it multiple times. I'm trying to pull it up right here. Go to Tim Westwood TV. There's a guy named Juice World. He's a rapper from Chicago. Okay. He freestyled for a complete hour. I didn't oh, believe cool. it. So I clicked it. I was like, oh, maybe I skipped through it. No, I watched the entire thing twice already. It is, maybe you're not a fan of rap. You're not going to condone everything he says, but this dude went at it for an hour on like 20 different beats, bro. I've been hearing some stuff Damn. about Juice yeah, World. I guess maybe this is the perfect opportunity to finally yes, check him out. Yes, yes, yes. I feel yes, like it's yes, been yes. more like semi-notorious tweets popping up on my timeline yeah. for him, but yeah. I'll check that out because Amanda. even if you, it was scripted, it would be impressive for an hour. Yeah. Yo, you get it. Thank <laughs> you so much. Even if it's scripted, like people are like, oh, that's scripted. I brought, he still went an, an hour. hour. The, yeah. the fact that he's rapping things off the top of the head, I love, I truly believe he freestyles. He's one of those guys and you see some of the stuff. He's like Uzi and, okay. and Wayne. They don't write their stuff. They just go in there. Yeah. And you know, that explains some bars, but seeing yeah. him make a connection, Amanda, 40 minute mark, write it right now. Okay, you 40 need, mark. For you, the 40 minute mark. I'm not even going to spoil it for you. Obviously start at the 38. He does this thing <laughs> at the 40 minute mark where he finds this verse. And the way he connects it, it's so good. Okay, all right, I got you. Right, I'll do it. Right. I'll do it. Oh. oh, man. Amanda, any picks for the people out there? Um, Honestly, I feel like right now we're kind of in a very, like, in terms of what's in theaters currently is kind of stale. Yeah. Um, I don't really like any of the blockbusters currently yet. Like, Ocean's 8 was pretty good, but it could, you could, it could be, wait, don't talk you about wouldn't... Jurassic World. Don't you dare. I see your face. Don't you dare. I really, I exorbitantly disliked it probably because i have such a strong connection to like the original and i uh-huh. feel like if you like big dumb monster movies you'll like jurassic world too but i don't so i don't yeah <laughs> but so i just uh, i feel like there's like this week if and if you're a big fan of the marvel series obviously see it man gotcha. yeah. see how that ties yeah. in because it's gonna tie in you Anything know what at home? what yeah Anything i'm, at home? I'm driving or? two out oh and at home um I guess if you have HBO, check out Barry. I'm sure these guys have been like pu- pumping you, yes. it down your throat for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then just because it's just, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh no. Okay. How about you? How about you go, Zach? And then if I can think of if what I think was, about yeah. If I was sure thing. Yeah. Uh, so things that I would recommend this week, uh, sort of talking about music, which we were a second ago. Uh, wait, where, where was the? Thing that I just lost here. Hmm. Are you bringing up the 15-minute <laughs> album? 
No, no, no. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Go ahead and check out Tierra Wax 15 Minute Island. Yeah, I'm going to check them out for sure. It is very, very good. Uh, the Philly based rapper. She's really crazy. Uh, give you, you kind of like Azealia Banks vibes, but without crazy. So okay. uh, I'm, I'm there for that. Uh, in terms of what else you can see, I mean, I'm a fan of American Animals, as mentioned at the top, but, uh, right, you know, if we were going to stay at home, I got, I got a much more casual recommendation, uh, casual, similar to Comedians in Cars, just kind of don't have to pay a whole lot of attention and enjoy yourself. Uh, Netflix is delving a little bit further into the reality TV, and some of it's kind of stupid, but some of it is just sweet and fun, and uh, among them, I think Nailed It is, is one of the uh, just easier-to-watch shows out there. Uh, the premise of the show is just... Three amateur bakers are brought in to create like <laughs> some crazy dessert. I like it already. Uh, like, so, like it's things that are not possible, and they're given a very small amount of time. And basically, they are set up to fail. Everybody fails in this show, but it's fun, and no one takes it seriously. And Nicole Byers there making fun of the whole process. So, oh, if you're just looking for something idle to have on, that's not gonna challenge or stimulate you too much uh, i've enjoyed nailed it on netflix a lot solid um i remember I you oh you go, go ahead. no you I was go. just gonna make fun of the fact that he's just, just this fact of saying we got three, three bits sold <laughs> and then other people are like nope other people are like sold because yes, like sold. give that like a week and there's gonna be like 10 youtube like there's already youtube channels that do like a play uh, on that yeah but yeah uh I, the one this is i a was a very refined version yes uh, the one I was going to say that I got, not, I've already seen it, but I kind of got, it got put back on my radar, so I rewatched it, and it's not late watching at all, but it is available on YouTube if it's not, if you don't have it streaming somewhere. Dear Zachary, documentary. Oh, yeah. Back on the radar. Oh, man. Where, where is it available now? YouTube. YouTube has it. Ooh. So I was like. Yeah, that is a maybe the most depressing, depressing documentary. It is. Period. Pick we've ever had on this show, Amanda. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I no, was like, I love this documentary. Yeah, it's I love this documentary. so yeah. um, well put together considering like how basic it was put together and the editing in it is really subtle, but so good, especially how they, they edit together people talking about this one person. And it's just wow. like the, the lines over, like they, it's almost like they scripted it without scripting it. They'll let it's one person, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's a crazy ride. I had watched it in university actually because I, I did criminology. So it was one of the things that came up and Dang, being Canadian. Wow, okay. It came up a lot because, you know, Newfoundland, big prominent mention. So yeah. definitely worth a check. But then if you need some, like, cheer me up. I always love The Office, <laughs> The American Office. Just, 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 just. just. Yeah, so, you know, go back there. I watch it after. all the time. Like, if I'm editing, that's a nice I guess my palate cleanser after Dear Zachary. Yes, that's exactly uh, yeah, what it is. So the full title of Dear Zachary is Dear Zachary, Letter a Letter to, to a Son About His Father. Yo, why you got to bring up this? Uh, that just reminds me of the whole plot and, oh, yeah, I mean, I think it gives you a little bit of an idea of uh, what's going on there. Yeah. It, it is devastating, but worth worth the watch. Absolutely, because yeah. I think it's important just to have the story told and then the larger implications that it has. That's like yeah. one of those that you should watch like every other year or yearly just because it's that movie that hits you home and it makes you like appreciate things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like yeah. that movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know how often I can. I can't go back to it. Yeah, but again. yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll throw out one more recommendation just because I forgot that I had caught up with it. Game Night is a lot of fun. It's yeah, that's great. A fun movie. I loved it. That's yeah, funny. it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, it's got a pretty simple premise, and they run with it in a hilarious way. So they do. Uh, maybe my favorite comedy of the year so far. I can't really. Think I would of much agree. Else. If we're talking like a straight comedy with the purpose of being yeah. a comedy, definitely. I think. Yeah. 
But uh, that's about all for this week's show. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, at ZShevich, or on Instagram, also at ZShevich, and check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash show. Amanda, let the people know where they can find some more about you. Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, everything, Amanda the Jedi. Except my Facebook, oh! which is official Amanda the Jedi, but, like, who uses mm -hmm. Facebook? Uh, but official. everything else, Amanda the Jedi. Oh, Sweet. Nice and easy. Nice uh, and easy. Same thing. Everything she said, <laughs> minus Twitch, <laughs> at the A to Z show. At the A to Z show. Boom. And, of course, always here where we can bring up new guests. Thank you, Amanda, for being on here. If, again, if you guys have any other recommendations, definitely let us know. But, you yeah. know, we're always just seeking out. We seek, like, a bunch of YouTubers and stuff. And uh, I think it's, like, a big community. You know, we've had, we've had discussions like that. And I think one of the funnest things that we've had is just being able to bring new voices on, being able to bring people from... Mm -hmm. Canada who have like one theater that just teases <laughs> movies to them. Ah, it's, just, it's just cool. So we appreciate you having. No, it was being great. Here. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, so, a lot of fun yeah. having you on the show this week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank Make you. sure you check out her channel if you're watching this. Mm -hmm. You can also listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or your favorite podcatcher. I like Overcast. And make sure that you're subscribed not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well here on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercutpod, where you can watch our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment for you every week. Find new episodes of Intercut every Tuesday, something like that. Also, like our <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. All of them are at Intercut Pod to get updates throughout the week from me, from Art, from Amanda. We'll start retweeting some stuff. Let's you go. know, we getting all that stuff out for you. Appreciate it. But thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man kills God. Man creates Intercut.